Take two. <laughs> Delay of game. <laughs> <laughs> Penalty on the Irishman. Ten yards. <laughs> so for, for for those of you wondering what's going on, uh, I started the show without going live. I was about 20 minutes, 20 seconds into my intro and Lauren goes, Brian Gaffin on live yet. <laughs> We just like we just like the theme tune. That's why. Yeah, so. that's it. But in the meantime, it's also led Graham to join us as well. Yep, snuck snuck in through the back door as well. So. That's it. So, gentlemen, how are you both doing? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. You there, Graham? We're not hearing you, Graham. See that—that's what it—that's what you need. You need to come in early and get your <laughs> get your audio working. Go on, Graham. No, we're still not getting you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Graham, you're getting absolute—you're you're getting absolutely hammered here in the comments from Lavarsky and Joe. <laughs> So we, we we leave it with you for a second just whilst you're sorting that out. But um Lauren, in 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 kind of big news for tomorrow, obviously the Cowboys are gaining about ten and a half million in cap space. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott will officially no longer be a Dallas Cowboy. Yep. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, the door the door's not closed. Obviously, he's mm. not signed for anybody else. But this is just the, this is the point. We all knew it's coming, and there's no, there's no going back on it now. We know that um, you know this is when we get the money, and everybody suddenly thinks if you look at over the cap at the moment, you're suddenly going to jump from something about ten fifteen million at the moment to twenty twenty five million. Um, everybody thinks, oh, that means we can re-sign him. And we can re-sign him, but a lot of that money is obviously going to be required for, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the people that we are going to have to re-sign in the next couple of months. And then, obviously, that's that's on the the pre-season formula. As soon as you get out of training camp and you go to the 53, the whole formula changes all again. And that all gets withered away as well with performance bonuses and everything like that so yeah um but i mean it, it'd be nice to see zeke back he, he obviously he's putting the videos out showing that he is going there's been a lot of smoke and mirrors with a lot of gms saying well we're not going to touch him we reckon he's lost the step and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff um but uh, we need to see how how it how it goes to be honest but Lebarski is dropping dropping the hammer and saying, "Sign him for for one year, ten million." I mean, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. No, that just be that just be wiping everything out. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> a, yeah. a saving of eight hundred thousand or so, but yeah. Um, Graham, are you picking us up at all yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll, I'll 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 throw the question across to you anyway, Lauren. Um, 
would Zeke sign for the vet minimum with with incentives to maybe get more money? At this at this stage, it probably um, benefits him to wait until training camp now, actually, to, to mm. sign on with somebody, because obviously there will be injuries that happen in preseason. Um, mm. you, you know, obviously, we've seen things in recent years where, you know, obviously that got that became the starter because one minute Kellen Moore breaks his foot and then that, uh, and then Tony Romo goes down in um, in week three of the preseason and all that sort of stuff. So you will see injuries and then, you know, that will be a case of needing to, to sign somebody then. Um, so, and then you can sort of negotiate your own price sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. But I mean, by all by all accounts, you've got Dalvin Cook about to hit the market as well. Um, yeah, you know, there's a few other choices. So, you know, it's it's fifty fifty. Does he choose to take an incentive laden contract now, or does he wait and you know hope somebody comes knocking during training camp? And of course, obviously, the the longer he's holding out, or not holding out, but with you know everything, he's he's sitting there. Um, you know, he he's getting fresher as well, and he's get he's he's able to work on his skills. So, yeah, <laughs> Graham, you pick you picking us up at all? No, <laughs> it's like Charlie Chap. It's like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> He's got, he's going to he's going to come in in a second, and he's just going to it's it's going to be a, a very typical. It's going to be Graham is going to drop an absolute perler of wisdom <laughs> on top of us. He, but, he's 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 going to have the the love actually <laughs> flashcards in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but did I saw, oh, <laughs> Joe? <laughs> But um, the other big, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> the 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 other big news um, this week. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins has been released by um, the Arizona Cardinals. There's a lot of people who would be interested in him landing in Dallas. He's been working in Dallas off season. And, you know, like Dallas has cap room. He said he wants to go to a team that's going to contend um, for a Super Bowl. So what are your own thoughts on, on, on maybe bringing in Hoffman? Does he fit? Um. I'm I'm in two minds about this as well. That you know, I, I, again, as um, as I think when we had Tom Ryle on the the podcast a few weeks ago, you know, he said that in order to have three good receivers, you really need a fourth one pushing up the mm. pushing up the depth chart as well and increasing the competition. But you know, again, you've only got so many guys that you've got on to bring on to this roster. We've got a lot of question yeah. marks on this offense in terms of, you know, obviously we've, we put draft capital in Jalen Tolbert. Obviously you want to see he's, mm. he's, 
he's obviously learned that he needs to get in with Dak and he has spent the time with Dak in the Dak yard this off season mm-hmm. and he's been at a couple of the events that Dak's been doing as well. Um, yeah. So it sounds like he's, you know, trying, trying to form that relationship with Dak so that they look for each other on the field and get game time. Um, yeah. Obviously, Hopkins would be a big, a good receiver because, you know, he's got quite a catch radius as well. So yeah. Dak doesn't have to be necessarily be on the money with the, the catches as well. But you've only got one ball to go around. Yeah. Um, you're going to have... You've already got three guys that effectively have an ego as well, and um, it—I it, wouldn't say no, but you know, it'd be interesting. I—I I really don't know whether we do go it. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's worth spending that money for one, one or two years, and yeah. and he's a progress stopper for anybody behind us. Graham, are you with us? Yes. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Graham, is the juice worth the squeeze with DeAndre Hopkins? Would you bring him in? No. No. No, because I I agree with Mike. He he doesn't suit Dak. I don't think he suits Mm -hmm. Dak. I think we've got way too many receivers or cooks, if you you want to take my pun. Uh, Yeah. Um, I mean, do you want Michael Gallup to be number two? Do you want Jalen Tolbert to 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 get more game time and more experience? You've got to mm-hmm. decide. Um, yeah. There's there's a reason the Cardinals moved on from him, and it wasn't because yeah. he was scoring 15 touchdowns a year. That's yeah. the way I see it. Yeah, yeah, very fair point. Um. And Graham, like obviously, we we were getting Lauren's thoughts on it. Obviously, tomorrow we're getting the Zeke money made available to us. You know, what 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 are your own thoughts on that? Do you think they're going to spend it on a free agent? Do you think it's going to be used for the contracts? Because obviously, there's a raft of contracts which have oh, to have to get done without a doubt. The contracts, yeah, yeah. Um, Lamb Parsons. Uh, the others escaped my memory just just now, but we've so yeah. many big contracts coming up, um, yeah. and I do not want another Byron Jones, um, yeah. you, because Lamb maybe not want to be highest paid. I don't think he'll he'll be able to ask for that. His agent will certainly give it a best mm. shot. Um, yeah. Diggs will want. I think Trayvon Diggs will want top ten money, maybe not oh, high. Yeah. Highest highest paid? Mm. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's the best cornerback in the league, but his agent, yeah. his agent will want to push that. Um, there's yeah. there's too much for me. There's too much rolling of the dice to call Diggs top three, top five, yeah. maybe. He's, yeah. Don't get me wrong, he's a great cornerback. Yeah. And what a find in the second round. But mm. is he top five? I'm not sure. Yeah. But he's, I would I, say he's certainly top ten. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing a lot of comments coming in. I'm going to throw this to both of you, obviously. 
Terran Steele is also another deal that's out there that possibly needs to be done. Tony Pollard, he's on the tag this year. That's possibly another deal that they want to get done. Would you risk signing both of them to long-term deals now, knowing both of them are after coming off, you know, six to six months to a year-long injury? I think with Tony Pollard, you're probably going to do go the Dalton Schultz route. Um, mm-hmm. You may try may try and sign him this off season, try and get that yeah. cap number down so that you got more yeah. space again. Um, but you know, there yeah, you do have the question marks. He's obviously he's coming back off, and it, obviously wh- when he came off the field, it was reported he had a broken leg. The, the break itself will be fine. The operation that he had, though, was to do with ligaments, and that's the question mark now. Now, yeah. he's been interviewed today. He says he is ready to go. He's been limited in some of the drills, um, and he's he's just be playing smart with it, but he's saying he's running and cutting faster than he ever has. Now, mm-hmm. again, that's we're in the time of BS and, yeah. and, and, and pump everything up, but... Um, it certainly looks like he's he's going to be fit and we are going to get a full season or he's going to be there for the start of the season anyway. Um, yeah. But it may just be a case you sit and hold fire on that and roll roll with the punches. You either move on or you, you maybe end up paying a little bit more, but you're certainly not going to end up paying Zeke money for him um, unless he breaks 2,000 yards this season or something like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, as we've seen, teams are able to get good running backs in the third, fourth, fifth round. So you maybe take somebody next year. Um, and, you know, again, we might develop Juice Fawn. You might develop Malik Davis. Although question mark mm. again is why did Malik Davis not get in when Tony Pollard went down in the, the NFC divisional game? Yeah, uh, You never saw anything there. Was, was that to do with Kellen Moore or is, you know, will the, the new coaching staff uh, bring mm. him in or whatever? Um, we just need to see how that goes. Yeah. Graeme, give, give us your thoughts on, on, a, on a new deal for Terrence Steele. Do you think that's something they're going to target or do you think that's maybe something that they might look to after the end of the season? Yeah, you don't want to mess about with offensive line. Um, yeah, we'll see how the injury is. Yeah, uh, I, I I wouldn't pay I wouldn't pay silly money, but yeah. I would certainly offer him starter money. You know, yeah, three four years. Um, what that starter money is, I'm not sure. It's probably what ten to fifteen at right tackle. Um, Mm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna compete to keep him. I would offer him good money, yeah. but not. I mean, I, I'm gonna say all this, and he, he, he'll go ahead and have a Pro Bowl season, and we'll <laughs> lose him. We'll lose him to whoever has most cap space likelihood, um, which is great for us, right enough for this season. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't compete to keep him, but I would try to keep him. Uh, yeah. We've just got so many deals. We've just got mm. so many deals to do. Yeah. 
And obviously, as you can see there, just in the, in the screen underneath me, Paul has joined in with us. So, Paul, we were, ju- we were just kind of talking about the fact, obviously, we're getting Zeke's money. It becomes available tomorrow. You know, we were talking, say, about some of the deals need to get done. Would you bring in a veteran or, you know, are you going to assign that for the deals for C.D. Lamb, for Trayvon Diggs, get Tony Pollard done, get Heron Steele done? So what are your own thoughts? Okay, so off the top of the bat, I'm already thinking secure C Lamb, secure Diggs. When mm-hmm. it comes to the other running backs, etc., like we're, we've seen this time and time over again with other teams in the NFL, they have like a running back by committee. They've got younger guys and smaller contracts just putting it in mm-hmm. for a rotation system. Nah, yeah. Like, don't stick them down to like it's like Mike says, you're going to get the best four years in their rookie contracts anyway. So, for me, it's a no-brainer for me. Like, I would try and, like, improve the things that does keep the glue together within the team, like Diggs, Lamb, and, like Graham's kind of mentioned, like, a turn steal, like, not pay over the odds for him, get him signed up to, like, a three-year deal type of thing that's yeah. somewhat team-friendly. But yeah. in regards to the running backs, I definitely think where in this approach, like, like we kind of brought this far in, what means to say next year we're going to draft an R running back next year yeah. and the year after. So it's it's like continuous loop. And we're seeing, we saw it with Kansas City and we saw mm-hmm. it with the Eagles last year. So yeah. um, I don't see why not. It cannot work for us. Yeah, absolutely. So look, obviously the 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 show tonight, we said we're, we're, we're doing the positional breakdown of the running back. So we're, we're going to go top to bottom on this. Um, obviously, look, Tony Pollard is, the, is, as things stand, running back one. You're on the hook this year for, for $10.1 million for him, unless they can get a long-term deal done before July, or they're just going to run him into the ground this year and and be done with them. So, you know, what what are your own thoughts, folks? You know, is is that the plan for you, or what what do you think? Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I say, I think that it is a case we are sort of going to that running back by committee. Obviously, mm. you knew or. In the case of this front office, we knew we were moving on from Zeke because he at least wanted to give Zeke do right by him and actually give him the opportunity to go and see if there was another team that was willing to pick him up, and then you can bring him back rather than saying let's give you a let's give you a pay cut and keep you on. Um, mm. So I think when when you clear when you're having a clear out your your top level, you know, you need to at least keep some sort of uh, a continuation in the building. So I think, again, that's why we've gone with Tony Pollard and we've we've franchise tagged him. Again, if we don't get the deal done, you run him into the ground and you see what... um, uh, <laughs> Sorry, Barsky just made that be John. Big Lebarski's fish. He's fishing for me tonight. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what can we say, Graham? You have been missed. So, <laughs> as as we say, 
Graham and Lebarski have never been seen in the same room together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will I will say, however, if B. John Robinson's having an absolute stinker, then I'll be more than happy to trade up for fourth rounder for B. John. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the two Super Bowl teams were play- running back by committee. Yep. So yeah. it can be done. Um, I, mean, you, I mean, you could also say, like, what, would you say San Francisco's that as well? Not since they traded for Christian McCaffrey. Not they they McCaffrey. traditionally would have been by committee. True. Like he always had he always had say use check it gets you four hundred yards. They'd have run back get you six, seven hundred, they'd have another one get you five hundred. And so they, they always and, had that. And, and yeah, Chris like in recent years, like even with the flaws that Jimmy G had and stuff like that, they mm. were always like had a good playoff run or get into the like get past the wild mm. card and they're in the NFC championship game or whatever and stuff like that. So I just find it very interesting um, because we're we're seeing turning of the type with other teams like Tennessee. They're looking to offload Derek Henry and stuff like that, mm. like all those type of things. Like, are they going to do the exact same scenario by go by looking toward more towards a running back back committee as well? Yeah, I mean the, Sorry, like Beng- the Bengals went to the Super Bowl with. Who? There you go. I mean, uh, like, yeah, Joe Mixon and uh, some Mixon. Mixon. I mean, Ryan. Yeah, Mixon's Mixon's good, but he's not a stud. He's not going to the Pro Bowl, not in yeah. my opinion. Anyway, don't don't tell fantasy people that, Graham. If you're talking about a star running back for fantasy football, yes, yes, but mm. overall, like, yeah, he'll put points on the board, but he's not like. It's not a full-on free-down back. Yeah. like And the way you're saying there, Paul, about a three-down back, is this not the concern with Tony Pollard being 100%. your running back one? He's 100%. never been, he's never been a three-down running back. 100%. Um, whether Tony Pollard... If I can speak, if Tony Parler can do it, that's the question itself. But even more so, is he going to be the same running back coming back from this injury? Mm. That just leaves, leaves more question marks. And this is why, like, as much as I really do like Tony Pollard, I there are some serious questions in regards to the, con- mm. the this franchise tag and yeah. the ability of him to actually be on the field and being the same player. It's a big gamble. We're putting on this yeah. really yeah. big gamble. Yeah. I mean, if like everyone hammered Zeke in the last couple of years because he was taking up, say, 10, 12, 14 million of the cap each year and his rushing yards were going down, his touchdowns were staying relatively the same. But I mean, is Tony Pollard going to give you that kind of yardage? Is he going to give you those those hard fought touchdowns that Zeke is going to give you, or is it going to be through that running back by committee approach that that, that you're going to make up the numbers? It really depends. Like, let's just not remember offensive our offensive line, especially in mm. the inside, especially during the inside run, has holes in it, and yeah. that was primarily the problem that we had. Whether mm. it was going to be Zeke or Tony Pollard, if they're running down the middle, the likely chance of them getting past the beyond the line of scrimmage was fifty fifty. Mm. But 
over the for the likes of Zeke though, you're almost guaranteed for him to get past over the line of scrimmage to get those nasty yeah. yards. Yeah, that's what he was brought in to do. Like, and I will backseat one hundred percent, no matter what, because for what he's done and the, and how he's developed, like he's not the elusive type of running back that when we first brought him, yes, he's more become more that type of power style running back who is not afraid to take on the hits and keep the move, they keep the feet going forward. Like, that to me speaks forms for itself. Like, with him, like, you're having that one-two punch combination, you're throwing all your jabs with Zeke and you're throwing the the left, uh, like, you're throwing your straight right or whatever and that with Mm. Pollard. And he will be the, basically be the knockout punch. And but with him being the knockout punch, obviously the more ca- cameras are going to be saying, "Oh, Tony Parallel's great," which he is. But it does take away the attention of like, okay, he's no not talking about what Zeke's done, even though mm-hmm. he's not up to his usual standard in terms of statistics. But yeah. let's just not remember here: Zeke is still, without a doubt, the best pass protecting running back in the NFL, without a doubt. Like, also the fact that he's adapted into the different types of offenses under Scott Linhan and under Kellen Moore. He's, he's mm-hmm. adapted and he's still yeah. managed to, and, and Labarsi just brought the comment out, he's managed to still get 12 goal line touchdowns. Again, that is short yardage, the ones when you really needed the run game at its peak. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you got to heart back to I think it was the Houston game last year where oh, Tony please, Pollard, Lord, don't remind me of that game. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but if, I if was you, there. I think it, I know. I think it was Houston that Tony Pollard they ran him on first, second, and third down, and then they brought Zeke in on fourth down to score the touchdown. Mm. You know, from the two yard line, and Pollard couldn't Pollard couldn't pound it in. So that does give you a little bit of concern, but. The other way to look at it as well, you you're from the coaching point of view is you're taking a more considered um, stance this year. You've got a guy that was in charge of the uh, or an assistant offensive line coach last year, who's now basically the running game coordinator and running backs uh, mm-hmm. coach as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems to be that they want to be more coordinated with the running game. Um, if you can get the running backs going in the same direction as the offensive line and knowing what the offensive line is doing and through that coaching, maybe it will be better. What you've got to remember as well, Pollard, when he came out of college, shared the backfield with Darnell Robinson. Um, so he doesn't have the, the, he doesn't necessarily have the, the me, 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 uh, sort of personality that mm. you know s- s- some running backs probably have, and he will share the backfield with people, and he's not got the tread on the tires because he has shared the backfield. He's not been the workhorse back until now, so yeah. he he knows he, he's gone into this off season. He knows that he is the number one guy at the moment, and he should be ready for that. And you know, as I say, he's he's playing it easy with the OTAs at the moment. I mean. I think Mike McCarthy is really worried about losing any more money at the moment as well and losing any more OTAs for next season. So this OTAs does seem mm. to be very low tempo, uh, just get the installation right. And the, there's not the physicality that they've had in, in the last couple of OTAs. So, uh, 
Yeah, I just, I just want to, I just want to bring up what you were just saying about like so the coaches and that, like from the a offensive line assistant coach to the running back coach and stuff. I think you need to give McCarthy credit here. Like he's noticed what our weakest points have been from the coaching side, and he's made adjustments. Like our mm-hmm. strength side, he's kept, he's kept the ball rolling. Dan Quinn, etc. Aiden Dundee done, kept name on board, and he's obviously noticed. Okay, what was our biggest weakest part? Like even though we were somewhat successful in increments throughout the season, mm-hmm. but there was just no consistency. So, new offensive uh, offensive coordinator, new offensive line coach with fast more experience can actually help, like uh, communicate with the running back coach to get that continuity within the coaches, not just so much the players, but just the continuity with the coaches. I think that will be a big massive difference this season. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, any final thoughts before we move on from Tony Pollard? It feels like you're wearing a Riddler suit with all the question marks right now. That's yeah. It. yeah. That's how I feel with Tony Pollard. And right I feel like I, I'm not the Riddler, but I feel like I'm wearing a suit when you ask me the question, Tony Pollard for 2024 season. Uh, I'm not sorry, 2023, sorry. Mm. Get my years mixed up. I'm just like, uh, it's is it going to work? Is it too expensive? Did we make the right choice? Blah 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 blah. I'm just, I'm just not sure what to make of it right now. Yeah, there's a reason why he hasn't been offered three years, forty five million. Because yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. He's never been asked to do it before. Yeah, and in a way, it's like. All the weight on Paul is on him right now. Like he's coming back from an injury, he's on like a big contract. If he plays and balls out, great. But is Dallas willing to sign him to a new deal when other teams be like, "Oh, we may actually have an opportunity. We may have more cap space to take a guy like that." And mm-hmm. maybe next year's draft may not have a good running back like B. John, for example. We might just take Tony Pollard instead, and Dallas will be like. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. If anything, I think I think this could be more damaging to Dallas in the future more than anything. If I'm being honest, yeah. Just think, just thinking going forward. Yeah. So the next guy we have on the list um, is a new face for 2023. I'm not sure if he's going to make the roster or not is Ronald Jones. We've brought him in. He, he he spent time last year with Kansas City. Didn't play very much. You need 40 snaps. You're looking at 1.1 million on the cap. It's very, easy, it's a very easy cut if you want to make it, if the other guys we're going to talk about ball out behind him. So what are your, your thoughts on Ronald Jones? I think it's I think it's a good experience. Um, a guy has been with multiple teams. He's played with some really good quarterbacks, good offensive lines. He can certainly bring something to the table for sure. Whether he's passed his sell by date as a running back, mm. again, that's the question mark on Jones. I'm pretty sure he still has the ability. If he's given the opportunity, I'm sure he'll do well. But even just him here at OTAs and him with the other running backs during film and stuff like that, I thought that can be even 
even if it doesn't make the team, I think with him just being here will be provide some incredible um, words of wisdom to Alexa Dusfon and etc. Malik Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've brought him in mostly for the sort of uh, experience that he's got. Obviously, he's been on two Super Bowl teams, um, so there's there's that point of view. It's it's giving some guidance to these. You know, we don't have a roster full of guys with rings, and you know, generally the the players that we go and sign in free agency, you don't bring in guys that have got Super Bowl rings because you got the ego that goes with that and the the understanding of. Um, but it, you've brought somebody in that can teach the teach the team be be a you know a serviceable piece as well. I mean, he is he is no slouch. You know, he has sort of averaged about seven hundred and fifty yards a season. So um, it's still that's still fairly decent in all perspective. That's still part like when you think about it as part of that run back by committee for those sixteen to seventeen games a season. That's still a good chunk mm-hmm. of running back like usage. Like, yeah. and I think it's quite funny. It's just when it comes to like having Super Bowls, it's like it, when you think of the Dallas Cowboys players. When, when you think of the Dallas Cowboys players with Super Bowls recently, it's normally when yeah. they leave the Cowboys, they get the Super Bowl recently. <laughs> so I, 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 I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, I I just realised, Paul Ronald Jones has more rings than the entire offense put together. Yeah, probably the whole team. <laughs> the whole team. <laughs> Yeah. The, only, the only person he doesn't beat is obviously uh-huh. the Jones family, and that's it. Stephen Gilmore. Sorry, you're right. No, you're right. Sorry. Cooks doesn't have a ring. Forgot about no. Gilmore. God. Which I may add, that is a great signing. Again, experience. Yeah. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's been under Belichick, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. we'll talk about that when it comes to the corners. <laughs> yeah. Like... Is uh, Graham, I'll throw this to you. Is Rojo being brought in to kind of help you in that goal, goal to goal situation, that kind of power back that can go be- between the tackles rather than the elusive back, which Tony Pollard is, who will go outside of the tackles? Yeah, I think so. I think there's that, and there's also um, to make sure that they have the best three available as mm-hmm. opposed to just like. Going with, um, you know, like if, if Vaughn, for instance, if Vaughn isn't the type yeah. of player they thought he was going to be. Remember, Jones isn't over the hill. Jones is only twenty-five. According yeah. to Wikipedia, he's only twenty-five years old, and he's he's yeah. played for he's played three years in the Bucks on the Chiefs. Obviously, mm. same for us. So, um, yeah. a million dollars isn't that much, you know. Yeah. Like if he's running back number three. Um, they're going by committee, so they're obviously looking for guys that can c- contribute on an off-game business. You know, like maybe he'll show up one week and he'll disappear for two, and he'll show up again, mm-hmm. and so on. That's pretty much what he's been. Fantasy players will know that you don't rely on Ronald Jones to, you know, you bring yeah. you bring out a Ronald Jones type in when you've lost one running back and another's on his bye, for instance. Yeah. See, yeah. I lo- sorry, I just love Labasi's comment. If that was the case, we could do something what McFadden did for us is that comeback mm. season. That would be yeah. that would be special. That would be special. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll just pick up on DJ Dog there. I don't think Brandon Cooks does actually have a ring. 
Um, uh, he's been in two. He's been in two Super Bowls, but he's been on the losing side of both of them. So uh, uh, one was the Rams and one was the Patriots, right? Yeah, it's yep. not. Re- it's not yeah. recorded in Wikipedia either. Yeah. Uh, so. Look, the next guy, and we've kind of mentioned his name a couple of times, um, is Malik Davis. You know, I think, Lauren, I think it was you that said it recently, that even when he was available in the San Francisco game, he wasn't brought in. I think someone else in the comments has said there are character or maturity issues with Malik Davis. He has all the ability but went undrafted, and maybe that's why is that character and maturity issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, obviously, from listening to Brian Broaddus during the draft process this year, he was saying that, you know, very few people had actually picked out Malik Davis last year. He was a relative unknown from one of the Florida schools, Hardly got on the field, much like Tony Pollard. Yeah. He, he was sharing a backfield. He wasn't the, the feature back in college. Um, and a lot of draft scouts had actually bypassed him. And I think because he then suddenly got on to the Cowboys roster, made the regular season roster, um, you know, got in a couple of games, had some success as well. I think that went mm-hmm. to his head. You know, maybe this, maybe this benching for the the divisional game not not getting in when when you needed a running back perhaps mm. that will help focus him and obviously yeah. I mean he was a rookie last year maybe with a little bit more experience he'll be more of a team player this year um, if, if that is the case that he was held out because of that but um, I just yeah. think that you know he, he certainly provided a burst last season I mean when Zeke was out and it was just Pollard and um, it was just Pollard and Davis. You know, they were able. They had quite a good one-two punch together. Um, similarly, when Pollard was out for a game, Zeke and Malik Davis had a good had a good one-two punch as well. So mm-hmm. he he does seem to be a complementary back, uh, a change of pace, as it were, or whatever. But um, you know, it, if if he can build on last season, then yeah. You know, he might force Tony Pollard off the season, uh, off the roster for 2024. Mm. Keep him on for the next season, um, yeah. and, and go with him as well. But um, it, again, there's a lot of question marks with him. Yeah. I will say, I will say though, if, if you're if, in terms of the style, right? So when you're, and this is based on last season, so you had the more power style with Zeke. You had the very elusive side of Tony Pollard. The way I'm kind of seeing Malik Davis, he's like a slight combination of the two combined. Yeah. He was like the happy medium. You can put mm. him as the outside guy, but he can still run inside to get those dirty yards. Yeah. Like, like he's there as a good utility-based running back. I think. I don't yeah. think he. I think he will always will be a number two or a number three running back. I don't think he'll ever be that starter per se, yeah. but. I definitely think like the character issues, whatever or not, yeah, that that's the question marks really. But it's how he's going to grow from that, and how he's going to take on board with the new offensive scheme that we're going to go ahead. Is it going to be very complimentary to him, even Pollard and Vaughn, like all the guys, and even um, look at the the fullback. How we're going to mm-hmm. utilize him as well. So, um, 
it's so many question marks with regards to how we're going to go for because it's a completely new territory we're going into this season. Yeah. Like in general. So and this is just a word that's just been utilized quite a lot going into this season, even with the draft. The word is interesting. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. It it has the potential to be something great, or it could be a potential just being the same things it was before. I, yeah. I can't imagine it being any worse, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I, I can't see it being worse, unless the whole O-line decides to fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's just... That's- that, that's, that, that's for another another issue. That's for another discussion, yeah. I totally yeah, agree with you, yeah. Um, Mike, I'm just, like, I have Mike's article open here in front of me, and Mike is quite high on Malik Davis. He reckons Malik Davis, if he doesn't get 200 touches and 800 yards, then he, it would be a disappointing season for Malik Davis. Do, do, any of the three of you, do any of the three of you concur with that? Do you think he can be that kind of a player? I would say uh, I would say if he gets six hundred, that would be a good success. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say eight hundred though. I wouldn't say eight hundred. I mean, eight hundred. Yeah, if if we are talking about changing the focus so that we are more run oriented, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we're talking about that, um, as opposed, and you know, almost. You know, we were talking last week with the quarterback that you want to take the pressure off Dak and not have to throw all the time to keep them in games. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we want to be able to run this ball. Then, yeah, 600 to 800 yards would be great uh, production from Malik Davis. Um, It's certainly doable. Again, question marks are if we are bringing anybody else in or... um, Mm. With with his training camp roster, because uh, uh, as we say, there's a lot of potential candidates coming onto the market soon. Dalvin Cook, uh, yeah. you know, um, Derek Henry, that sort of thing as well. I, yeah. I don't see us dipping the toe in with those guys, but I, um, I, I personally would not want to invest in those guys. To be perfectly no. honest, like it, yeah. it, just, it would just be enough financial burden. Yeah, they're talented. Yeah, but it's gonna hit you bad when it comes to the future. You're not going to be able to afford your future luxury players. It could be on the defensive side of the ball or another star wide receiver, for example. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all about balancing the books into the day. Now like, and that's what it that's what it really is. Or heaven yeah. forbid a kicker. Well we need a kicker <laughs> that Vizcaino's missed another two kicks. Wait, Brian, if you're, not if, you're, if, you're, if you're not here, I'm trying out, mate. I'm trying out. <laughs> <laughs> my, my left foot can kick an absolute ankle, mate. <laughs> well, you see Harry Kane's been kicking 50 yards. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Harry, Harry Kane in the NFL, Jesus. Oh. Well, he's, he's, I'm, I'm he's, sure he's, 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 he must have, yeah, but but how old would he be if he retires from playing professional foot, professional soccer, which is which I didn't realize is actually the word soccer was actually invented here in England, in the yep. UK. I didn't realize that. I thought we we were wrong, but it turns <laughs> out the Americans were right. Yeah. So who knew? Yeah. DJ Dog is just asked asking the question there. Can Malik Davis be a short yardage runner? Yes, yeah, he, he he could, 
And like I've seen a couple of comments and people are kind of asking about Loopkey and it may come down to a decision and we'll, 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 we'll chat about this once we've gone through everything. It may be a decision between Malik Davis, Rico Dowdle and Loopkey as to who's kept on. It could be one from those three. And the next, as we say, look, the next guy we have on the list is Rico Dowdle, who's been with, with the Cowboys now for three years. Um, again, one million against the cap. It's not big money. It's an, it's, it's a, it's an easy cut if they don't want to keep him on and they're getting better out of Davis, they're getting better out of Deuce Vaughan. Yeah, I think this is just an insurance policy. You've had you've had the experience from him. You know what you've got, mm-hmm. you know, and he has been a good returner as well. Two years yeah. ago, last year he was on the practice squad for some of the time, mm-hmm. um, but I think to be honest, his his days are numbered again. The the coaching staff has changed significantly. That you know, I think he harks back to the Garrett. Um, administration to begin with he's then mm-hmm. been brought on and um you know mccarthy's gone with him for a couple of years but it's time to it's perhaps time to move on unless he can actually produce in training camp this year yeah yeah okay, i totally agree with you i totally agree with you there Lon. That, that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty much how i kind of feel about dildo right now um he probably is like dj dog just mentioned there he is the biggest running back in the group that we have right now Mm. But not all big running, like it's how you utilize it. You don't yeah. like, like you've got guys like Derek Henry who knows how to use his size and strength and stuff like that. Dowdo yeah. is not like that at all, like completely opposite. So I think uh, Dowdo is definitely played for his um, his roster sp- spot for sure in this yeah. this upcoming season. Yeah, Ronald Jones makes the team before Dowdle. There's had to be a couple yeah. of serious injuries for Dowdle to make the team. Right, yeah. so so how would, how would, like, well, obviously we wouldn't do this fun, but are we, are we going to do like a wee ranking of how we would do? Yeah, we, we, we'll do that We'll do that once we, we've only two two guys left to go. So obviously, look, Paul, you, I know how excited you are to talk <laughs> about him. So tell us about the deuce getting loose. This fun. <laughs> The shortest running back to be ever drafted since the NFL combine started. <laughs> I mean, starting at five foot five. Ah, uh, man, like arm length twenty seven point three four inches, hand span nine one five, run at four five, split time of one point five, twenty yard split two point six, twenty yard shuffle four point two two. Last year for uh, Kansas City. 1,295 yards in 12 games, 2021, 1,404, with 18 touchdowns in 13 games. Like, so, his ability as a running back is fantastic. People are just, like, using this whole narrative of him being too small, blah, blah, blah. He should be penalised to get drafted later. I think this could be one of the biggest steals that could ever happen for the Cowboys, potentially. Because we, we know how electrifying Vaughn could be. He saw that in the championship game in college. How how effective, how you how you utilize him, how effective he can be. So 
and and I think he really complements the style of offense that we're going to be approaching with for sure. So he's definitely, I think he'll potentially be our number two. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think of all the running backs that came out in the draft this year, I think um, he his his numbers were right up there alongside guys like uh, Bijan and what have you. Uh, 5,800 yards, a total all-purpose yards over the three mm. years that he was at Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and yeah, he's small, but, you know, again, he's he's comp, comp him to Darren Sproles, the the former um, Philadelphia Eagle, boo. Um, but, I mean, he, he has an element. I mean, we haven't, again, we haven't truly been a screen team since yes. the, the days of Tom Landry. But this is a guy that you could probably use as a screen. You know, again, at Kansas State, he was being used as a wide, uh, uh, you know, much like we talk about Tony Pollard, you can flex him out into the mm. into the slot. You can line him up as a running back and swing him out into the slot. And, you know, he'll be able to take these flare passes as well that, unfortunately, last year, the number of times Dak threw it to Zeke and Zeke dropped the ball. You're yeah. not going to see that with Juice Vaughn. And then he does have he does have the escape ability to get, to break tackles and get away and, and make yeah. yardage after the catch, which is what this West Coast offense is all about. It's yeah. it's get get the yards after catch and that's how your offense works. Just to add and talk just to add and talk what you're saying there, um Lauren, you need to think about the offensive line as well. It's like the guys we brought in, like uh, Tyler Smith, etc., Terrence Steele, they're the probably the more athletic type of guys that we do have that and obviously um however we're, how this offensive line but we've got an offensive lineman coach who has done the west coast offense on numerous occasions with different teams mm-hmm. he's like had over was it like over 30 years experience being an offensive lineman coach so he's seen Larry, there yeah. he's been there he's done everything so he'll know what to do to help accommodate that for the running backs because Everyone knows if you're running a screen pass, the offensive linemen are not essentially going to block, depending on what side you are. If you're on the weak side, you're going to block, so therefore there's no leak in the backfield. And all the guys on the strong side, they're going to just move upfield and actually help protect and help Vaughn get upfield. Like, it's kind of like, it's, it's right in the blueprint for what we're kind of doing here, in a way, for Vaughn. But yeah, I just think if this Vaughn, with him, his size as well, and I'm maybe going to have a little bit of a different tangent here, but how people can criticise a running back for being too small, but yet not doing it for quarterbacks. Mm, yeah. Like, you're seeing quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, who's like five foot eight, five nine, or whatever, whatever size, I don't know, Hobbit size, who cares, right? <laughs> like, they're drafted the first round, right? And... Everyone keeps saying, oh, he's not tall enough, but yeah, he's still going to be the first one. Well, well, if that's the case, and you're looking at the st- stats and the playing style of Deuce Vaughn, why is he being shifted so far back into this round? It just kind of, mm. it leaves a big question mark on that. But the evidence is in the tape. Vaughn is a good player, right? And it's not, and you can we can talk about the, the day, the moment he got drafted by his dad in the war room, which is a fantastic moment, but they obviously did their homework and his dad's saying, my son won't disappoint you, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. He's coming into a team where he's got a good backroom staff that's going to be there to support him and actually help elevate him. So I think it's going to be 
one of those draft picks is like, wow, why was he? Why did he not draft sooner? Yeah, and I mean this this wasn't a homer pick. I mean Chris Vaughn took himself out of the room any time they were talking yeah, about running backs right. as well, so that he couldn't influence the the rankings or anything like that. Yeah. And you know, it's, uh, you can say oh it's favoritism, but it's not. Definitely he, not. He's, he's walked Definitely out of this, not. and yeah. you know, Jerry Jerry wouldn't you know Jerry wouldn't invest trade uh, draft capital in something like this for a feel-good story um mm-hmm. e- even even though you know it's it's been spun with a positive pr it's not something that jerry would do because jerry knows that his own personal window is closing so um yeah. just, so- just, to, just to go back on something mm-hmm. as well paul mike solari um he I was one when he started coaching high school offensive lines. That's right? crazy. So that's, that's 40, 47, 47, 48 years. That, um, he was an assistant under the Tom Landry era. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it was like yeah. special teams at the time. Danny special went teams and assistant offensive that's lines. That's right. And here, here's another thing to think about. And, and people are like, well, it's more kind of common here in the UK that because obviously we don't have the type of athleticism, but I tend to find where the smaller the running back, the more you can get into these nicks and cranks and the gaps, mm. like there's a more potential you can get non-tackled because if you're the bigger guy, you're more likely to get caught up. The more small you are, like it's, it's just like simple size and math pretty much. I'm kind of thinking yeah. it from that perspective. So again, even for the inside run, if there's a tight window, Deuce Vaughn has a more likely chance to fit through that gap rather than Tony Pollard or Malik Davis or Rico Dowdo has, especially especially Rico Dowdo, who is the biggest. When you put uh, Ying and Yang together, who's going to fit in the smaller gap? It's going to be Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to give my own take on Deuce Vaughn here because I've watched him a lot over the last two years and Lauren will 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 agree with me on this. He played in the Big 12 at, at TCU. He broke the hearts of Kansas, Texas Longhorns. Kansas State. Kansas Sorry, State. Kansas State. I always get that wrong. He, he broke... <laughs> so it's just because you're wearing Texas. the same colour of shirt because you're wearing a Washington one and they're purple. I am, yeah. <laughs> um, he, he broke Longhorn hearts. Like, yeah. game on game on game, he absolutely broke our hearts. He is a very good player. And as you guys said, he's not a feel-good story. This is a guy, we've picked him in the sixth round. How often do the Cowboys get value in the sixth round? Anthony Brown, almost, almost Avon year, Fraser. Yeah. You know, they're guys I can think of straight off the bat. So I think this guy, and I'm going to ask you, Graham, do you think he has the potential to be running back to? I, I think he's, he's certainly... Being brought in to be running back three, yeah. You know, the, the the day before the draft, in that running back room, they had Davis, Dowdle, Jones, and they still felt the need to bring in Vaughn. Now, why did they do yeah. that? Because they weren't yep. set at there what they had. Yep. Yep. So yep. they've they've brought in Dowdle and Jones. Obviously, as insurance, they want. Um, I think they want Davis to be in that room as well. Um, but they still felt the need to bring in a difference maker at running back. And 
Yeah. I think that's telling. I think they they have hopes that he's certainly number three at least. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. So the last guy that we're going to talk about, well, sorry, this is the last guy on the roster that we're going to talk about is obviously fullback Hunter Luetki from North Dakota State, a bulldozer of a man. I've already been seeing Twitter lighting up with the chance of moose. (laughs) (laughs) So what are all your all's thoughts on Hunter Luetki? Just from the get-go, at least we've got a proper fullback who can actually play Mm. running back as well and for the first time. In a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. So again, it's going to be an our complement to the, the run game and also special teams. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Because yeah. he could potentially be a returner as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, I think for a guy like Luke Key as well, you know, the West Coast offense, if you go back to the days of, again, the 1989 49ers, you had guys like Tom Rathman. You've got with the 49ers this year, you've got Juszczyk. These guys, mm. yes, they were That's full, a good comparison. Yeah. They were they were yeah. fullbacks, they were fullback size, but they were able to do they were more than just fullback. They were able to go out and occupy another position. They could go out again and be in slot. They could line up as a tight end. And I think mm. Luke actually and there was a comment earlier as well. And it was discussed this week on, I think it was Talking Cowboys or the break as well, that Luke uh, could actually um, take the spot of Sean McKeon or something like that. You could be, mm. you could go short at um, tight end because yeah. he can fill in that tight end. There's so much that you can do with him. And again, going back to where we were talking about what you do in goal line situation, the last couple of years when we've gone into goal line situation, we've, we've, finessed it almost by bringing in an offensive lineman into the to play fullback this year if you've got a true um fullback coming in and clearing the way much like keith smith did for us um you know if if you've got somebody like that it allows somebody like tony pollard to to have an open alleyway into the end zone um so I, I really like this pickup and I'm really surprised that he didn't get drafted and that we we were able to pick up his services as an a UDFA. See, this is the thing, right? So every PFF scouting like scouting report and stuff like that, they like well not scout report, but every mock draft I've seen, Hunter Lukey was pretty much the seventh round draft pick for the Cowboys. I've seen mm. he was always available, the best player available. Like in all yep. the mock drafts from PFF to uh, PF the Pro Football Network ones, like all the other mock drafts, you know, Hunter Luke was always in there in the seventh round as mm-hmm. that best player available for what we need and potentially and DPA. And I thought, I generally thought he would have got drafted. And the fact mm-hmm. that we managed to get him an undrafted free agent, which is pre- pretty much a massive free for all, which we all know, like, mm-hmm. try and get, like, the fact we managed to get his services and get him onto the Cowboys squad is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. It would certainly be nice to put him in on some eye formation in, oh. in, in, front, in front of some pretty slight running backs, let's be honest. I mean, if you're going to go with Vaughn, 
it'd be good for to to put him in there to clear a, a running lane. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's that one family? What's up, guys? Our good friends in California. What's happening? Um, but yeah, he will be a great compliment for Pollard, one hundred percent. Dive or option for like, yeah, one hundred percent. Like, I'm just even fishing the idea what you just mentioned there, Graham. The eye formation. You've got your mm-hmm. fullback who'll just go straight towards the inside, like the A gap, and just yeah. take out the blitz. And yeah. there's your gap right there. Like, yeah. do you imagine Luke just go? Do you imagine just Luke just going in there and just bulldoze a, a linebacker like I don't know Bobby Wagner for the Seahawks, for example? I mean, yeah. think of think of some of the the D lines around the the NFC East. Yes. You no, know? and yeah. also like look at see looking at the schedule, we've we've to go to Washington in Dece- in January. We've to go to Buffalo in December. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're at Lincoln Field in November. You know that we're going to have to run the ball in some pretty rough places towards the end of the season. Yeah. So colder places like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and. I'm 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 just going to add on to your point, Graham. And to be fair, Ultra Cowboy has been has been screaming this all show, and I wasn't ignoring you with what you were saying. With Shoemaker as well, he's a guy who you can use as block. So if you want to go big on your goal line situations, you're playing with Shoemaker at tight end. You can bring in Hendershot as a, as a tight end as well. You can have Luki in there. You can add in Deuce Vaughn or one of the other running backs. So it's give the, the running backs they've picked up seem to have given them options to to work on during OTAs during the preseason section. I think this. I think that's the direction what they're trying to go with this West Coast offense. It's like they want to have yeah. options available, like and have mm-hmm. all. It doesn't matter who you put up, like if it's Shoemaker on the blocking or it's Luke in the blocking, it's mm. like you know your role and do it, yeah. just do your job. It's like it shouldn't matter who you fit into the mold, uh, if it's high formation or have like have two tight ends stacked on the on the line as well. Like it shouldn't really matter. Yeah. It's like you're you're trying to cover all bases and have that flexibility within the team and keep other teams guessing. That's what I'm yeah. kind of thinking what McCarthy is trying to achieve here. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to give you all a freebie, right? Before before we start ranking oh. our, our 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 running backs and who we think will make the roster, thirty seconds each. Is there a play, Is there a running back out there who's a available, or b might be available, or c who might be cut that you would consider picking up? For me, the the only one I would maybe bring back is Zeke. Um, I Derek Henry, if he became available, yeah, it'd be a great ground and pounds guy. But you know, again, it's it's money. Dalvin Cook, much the same there as well. Um, and you know, Dalvin Cook has been injured the last couple of years. There's been injuries for. Or, which have kept him off the field. I think there's been concussions, that sort of thing as well. Um, so Zeke, Zeke would be my choice. Okay. Paul, give us yours. And don't say Zeke. Give us someone different. <laughs> I'm going to say... Graham, Graham, you can think who you want after Paul. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to have faith in the team right now. I'm going to okay. say bring in no one. Okay. 
because I I want to see how we're how we're going to do with our deal, uh, with our cards being dealt right now. Like mm. obviously the biggest concern is Paul Lard. Like should we get in that running back to help cover that for that replacement in case he's not fully one hundred percent? That's the only mm. thing. But I'm sure there is cheaper options like of a a running back is maybe not in the price range of Henry or Cook mm. or even Zeke. And oh god, I just seen I just seen Labarski's <laughs> comment there. <laughs> Labarski, please stop. Please stop, dude. If we trade him for if you if we can get him for a seventh round, they'll deny. Cool, Sam, it's not a problem. Way but <laughs> the, a sixth for Kyle Pitts and a seventh for B. John Robinson. How does that? Ah, why not? The Falcons are struggling, anyways. Um, <laughs> no, but like, I'll say this: like, I, I do like, I, like I said, I do like B. John. I just didn't like the idea of us drafting in the first round for an hour running back. I just made no sense compared to when you see other teams doing the running back by committee, and it was being yeah. more successful. That was my only problem of drafting a running back. And there was other needs that we needed to address. So, but anyway, moving on. Um, but yeah, deal with the cards that we've been dealt, but I don't know who would be available other than the names I just mentioned. That's the only yeah. thing. Graham, over to you. Is there is there anyone who you would like? A Zeke, a Derek Henry, a Dalvin Cook that maybe becomes available? Or like Paul, are you happy to roll with what we have? Roll the dice. Or a Leonard Fournette. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a, Leonard mm. Fournette's a free agent. That's he's, a, he's a big body back that I don't think we have. He's been oh, there, a him. Super Bowl winner. I, I'm not sure what his cap number is, though. I wonder if he's a free agent, basically because he's waiting on an injury. He's waiting on a phone call. Mm-hmm. I'll, my I'll, my I'll, prediction I'll, would my prediction would be that he's given his agent a number. I am not playing for less than X two million or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's a good show. I didn't even thought about Fournette. That's a good show. Like he has a proven, he has been a starter. He's got the experience. He's won a Super Bowl. He'll be the lower end of cost to bring in, and mm-hmm. can still work in within the rotation side of things. So yeah. I would I'm, not. I'm, I would not be against that, and I'm sure Dave Helmer would be over the moon with that one for sure. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I'm not sure on is his character. Yeah. Not sure yeah. on his character. That's he had a. Let's see back. We that's the thing. We all we all do like Derek Henry. We all do, but we just know mm. it's going to cost us. See, this is the comment I was just going to, I was going to bring up um, yeah. from One Star One Family. Mark Ingram would be another shirt as well. Fast experience. Yep. He's still got a, he yeah. might not have many years left in the tank, but yeah. it'd definitely be a cheaper option, but you can still provide the service. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the three of you amongst yourselves to organize this these six guys and decide are we gonna carry three? Are we gonna carry four? Are we gonna carry three in a fullback? So, you are Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and Will McClay. You can decide whichever one you want to be. But give me your running back one, your running back two, running back three, and sure. you can put you can put Lukey in there as whatever number you want. You can carry him as running back if you want. Okay. 
So obviously, based on how things stand right now, Pollard is by course will be your number one. Then I'm <laughs> I'm gonna say this one will be the number two. He will be. Then mm. it's going to be Davis, and, and I'm going for the full back of Luke Okay, so yep. you're cutting Ronald Jones and Rico Dowdle. Yeah, yeah, I think Jones. Oh, actually, <laughs> yeah, Davis might be a bit of a it might be a 50 50 with Jones, perhaps. Yeah. It just depends how they do well in camp more than anything, I think. In terms of as things stand right now, mm. Pollard, Vaughn, Davis, Luke for now. Yeah. But things could change, but definitely with the number three running back spot for sure. Yeah. I, th- I think you try and get Ronald Jones onto the practice squad as one of the veteran uh, practice squad yeah. players. Um, yeah. Daldo, I think you move on from unless unless uh, Davis screws the pooch this off season and you yeah. know has hasn't developed the maturity that you're talking about. But I think the fact that Deuce Vaughn, you've obviously you spent draft capital. Mike McCarthy hasn't the, the only draft capital that he has wasted effectively is Ridgeway, who. You know, they they tried to play it cute and get him onto the practice squad or try and keep him. Um, mm. And Washington jumped in and took him. Um, that's the only guy that we've, you know, until recently, we've obviously, we've lost Danucci now. But, um, you know, that's the only guys that you've, you've at least kept them on, this, on the roster for a couple of years as well. So yeah. I think you'll see Vaughn makes the squad. Um, I think Luke makes the squad as well whether it's at the expense of another tight end. But I think you're going to go yeah. three three running backs and uh fullback. Yeah. Graham, you have the casting vote here. pressure. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I mean let's Paul at number one, let's be honest. Um yeah. I'm gonna go Davis number two. Mm-hmm. Vaughn number three because I still think they've, they've drafted him for a reason they're not happy with yeah. the current stable so I'm going to go Vaughn number three and I'm going to go Luke and Jones on the practice squad and I'll tell you why because they I, I have I can't remember a fullback being kept I can in recent years they've put a, they've put a guard in Jamie's Alawale. A couple of years ago, they carried him for a season and a half. The whole season? Whole season, yeah. Never really like, realised what's the problem. Yeah. Spe- I, I special teams guy. Like, don't, don't forget, they also need to carry someone for special teams, yep. which is the benefit of, for Taylor Lukey. He can do the special teams thing. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Yes. Yep. If he's going to play special teams, then yeah, maybe he makes a squad. But mm-hmm. they put guards in there. They could easily put Shoemaker in there. Yeah. Um, it's I, 
from my from my knowledge of it, they've always put in somebody. Oh yeah, and he can play fullback as well. They've never mm-hmm. kept an actual. I play fullback, and that's what I do. It's been mm-hmm. a guard. It's been a tight end. Um, yeah. If if it, if he makes a special team squad, then yeah, absolutely. I mean, the last time we really did keep a proper fullback was Keith Smith. Like, yep. he was actually heavily involved both in offence and on special teams. That was the last time we had that. And we saw how successful Smith was with under Zeke. So, and, uh, oh, BG's in the house. Greetings, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're well, my friend. Um. I'm sorry, you, you were just saying something there, Paul. Rod was Rod Smith not full back as well? No, he was just. Or was he running back? back? Yeah, he, he yeah. was. Yeah. he was. Yeah. He was running back number three behind. Yeah. Uh, Zeke and Paul. No, was he under Paul Rod? No, Zeke and McFadden. No. no, you're right. It was McFadden, and yeah. there was also Alfred Morris. That was yes. the other one. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Um. Lebarski's just made an interesting point, and Graham, I'm going to throw this over as a resident Green Bay expert. McCarthy does love to carry a fullback, and he's always he did tend to carry a fullback in Green Bay. Does that strengthen the case, considering you can now have 55 on the roster? <laughs> that be head moving. He's not. He's not done it yet. <laughs> Really, I mean, what's, what's he been waiting for? Um, yeah. I would say they they run the ball an awful lot more in Green Bay for yeah. for obvious reasons. Uh, I don't know with the increased squad, maybe. Well, they, maybe. they definitely ran the they definitely ran the ball a lot more in the first two seasons of Eddie Lacy. Then they kind of went away from it for a wee while. Yeah. Then they went back. Was it Montgomery after that? Time Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like from wide receiver, he was a wide receiver originally, and he became their running back or something. Yeah, he was he was a bit of everything. He was he was uh, the original Cordarrelle Patterson. I mean, I just I can't go over the, the I can't go over seeing a Connor McGovern or a Connor Williams in at fullback. No, you know, mm. like yeah, your your job is go go and hit him. And they do that on offensive line anyway, so like mm. you're not expecting them to split out wide and catch a touchdown pass. Yeah, I, this comment from DJ Dog, like that is definitely 100% true. Like, Keith Smith was originally a linebacker, he joined the Cowboys yeah. as a linebacker at first linebacker, and converted yeah. to a fullback. And we mm. saw that the transformation and became a full time fullback. And we've seen what, the, what he's done for the Falcons over the years, he's been great for them. Helping Patterson yeah. out, and as much as I hate to say it, but I think he's going to do a great job helping B. John out. Yeah, absolutely, he will. Mm. But look, guys, we're, we're we're an hour and fifteen minutes in, so um, uh, unless there's anything else, I think we'll start the wrapping up process. Will we? Oh, Dallas forever, Philly forever, I mean, as usual. Just just <laughs> on my, just on my 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 choices. It wouldn't surprise me if they did keep Luke here because, like Paul said all off season, who's who's the pass protection? Who is it? 
you know, Vaughn, like it's not it's not Pollard. Nope. Vaughn is slighter than Pollard. Mm. So unless it's unless it's Davis, who's it going to be? Has mm. to be Bucky. Has to be. Yeah. Yep. Because you're not you're not going to have a, a a full back and a running back there. But you're not just going to have a single running back to help accommodate, help protect that Prescott when it comes to those situations. You're going to have to need that more physical presence, which is Hunter Lutke, who is six foot one, two hundred thirty pounds. He's a good, big, decent sized body for to play that position. So, mm-hmm. yeah. my, I mean, my other, oh, my other oh, don't be sorry. I know you're having fun, my friend. <laughs> at, at, at least you're getting it this week, not Graham. But Graham, go on ahead. Yeah. It's all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get <up>. <laughs> <laughs> um, See, see when you think, no matter who they're putting in there, it's a rookie. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. going to be Shoemaker, rookie, uh, Luke, rookie, okay. um, a guard who's possibly a rookie. Um, it's it's very very young, it's very very it's, young, and it's inexperienced, and it's not Zeke, and that's scary. I would say it's scary because we just don't really don't know. It's very uncharted territory. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the only way we're saying it's scary because we don't we just don't know the answer yet. We just don't know how these players are going to adapt to the system and how effective they're going to be utilized to see how things are going to pan out. So until we see proper training camp going on one one on one with a uh, eleven versus eleven on def, uh, on training camp or preseason, we're not going to know that till then, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The two two telling weeks of the season, two telling weeks of the season. Week eight, we play Aaron Donald, and in week, uh, in week nine, we play Fletcher Cox. So. Let's see what happens in those two. I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned Fletcher Cox and all about the other players that they've got in that defensive line. That's I've, I've been more worried about those guys, to be honest. Yep. Fletcher well, when, Cox when, and Brandon Graham are still the dogs. On they're still defense. the dogs, but when, when their first round picks turn up, let me know. Sorry, are we, are we playing Philadelphia or are we playing Georgia? That's why I want to know. <laughs> yep. We might be playing. We might be playing them in Georgia. <laughs> Oh, yeah, between fantastic. the hedges. Fantastic. I just seen yeah. one star fan, one fan's comment. Like, yeah, because those guys always go over there pretty much every year, yeah. I believe, because obviously it's, they're not far from yeah. Oxnard. Oxnard. So yeah. that's fantastic. So, look, we'll, we, we'll wrap it up. Paul, give the shout out. Yes, guys. If you're planning on going to a Dallas Cowboys game this year, be sure to contact cowboysexperience.com for meet and greets. Game tickets, stadium tours, tailgating, and much, much more. As you can see on the screen, you've got likes of Micah Parsons, Lincoln Coleman, Zach Martin, Travis Federer, Hall of Famer Drew Pearson, Jay Novacek, and many, many player, many other more players you can get to meet in the flesh. Yeah. And what do we need to do? Use the discount code UK Cowboys. And guys, what do you get if you use the code? You get free stuff. Get free stuff. 
and chocolate. chocolate pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, if you want to no, give out one it. day, one day somebody's going to turn up at one of these things and demand chocolate pudding, and we're going to get somebody on the spot. I, I could just, I could just imagine it now at one of the at one of the events this year. It's like someone's going to go to Barry Griffith. Yeah, owns it's like so. Yeah, um, I use the discount code. Do you have any chocolate pudding? And be like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, I do. I, like, I just gave you some free, uh, free memorabilia, and you're all you're concerned about is chocolate pudding. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? He's kept a he's kept a tray of it in the truck. Brings it out, <laughs> and it's like it's uh, like coffee. <laughs> Is there any, if there's any Texas companies that does chocolate puddings, please get sure you get in touch with Cowboys Experience to help the hookup. <laughs> Graham, if you want to give give the friends of the show a shout out. Yeah, make sure you check out all our friends of the show. Obviously, there's no football to talk about right now, so you need as much online content as you can get. Uh, make sure to check out Cowboys Fans Only, Big James, Skywalker Steel, we've had them all on the show. Uh, great content across the World Wide Web, and they will fill your Sunday nights until we see some actual football. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lauren, I'll leave the last one to you. Okay, well, as as we've been plugging for a number of months now, obviously we've got the 2023 Thanksgiving Day package now that we're going across. Um, all the details are on the Facebook group. Um, you know, by all means, drop by. Uh, get in contact with Cowboys Experience and get booked up as well. Obviously, most of us are going out. Uh, there's a few no-shows this year. Um, but we're... Uh, sorry, Graham. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the, the, there's lots of meets and greets, and we're already talking Sam Williams, some big names as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, and there's going to be events on. You get to hang out with us guys, and, uh, you know, we'll get a few beers in as well. Not, not to mention as well, uh, other excluding ourselves, I think there's at least 14 people f- from the UK are going to this, at least 14. Yeah. Not to yeah. mention, we've got the guys from Big D Germany, Deutschland, Thomas, he's coming over for the game. And I think he's going to be in the same flight as us that week. And hey, there we go. <laughs> and uh, and also we've got our friends from Canada, Cowboys Can fan, they're all coming over to the Thanksgiving game. So, so it's going to be a massive international Thanksgiving extravaganza pretty much. So it's just it keeps going back to what we keep saying. The Dallas Cowboys are the biggest team in America, but they certainly are becoming the world's team. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And Paul getting in the plug for his own show on Saturday. <laughs> Dropping Sunday with beautiful and wonderful Miss Meg Murray. Drops every Saturday, sorry. Drops every Saturday. Saturday. There yeah. we go. There we go. So it's a good night for me. The team will be back. Mike will be back in the chair next Thursday night. I think it's going to be talking about wide receiver group. So it's a good night for me and I'll pass it off to you gentlemen. Yeah, have a great week, guys, and catch you next week when we'll be talking another position, breaking it down. <laughs> See you next time. Uh, oh, See you next week. <laughs>